my lovelies. Welcome to Love Always Lisa, my brand new podcast. It's all about bringing people from all walks of life, from all over the world together to share their stories, giving them a chance to show how love, kindness and authenticity will help you shine. I'm bringing to you, the listener, an abundance of love, laughter and real talk. So all that's left to say now really is that I hope you sit back and enjoy the show. Love Always Lisa. Welcome, my lovelies, to my first ever podcast. I'm super excited. Um, this podcast is sponsored by the lovely Vanessa Gosby uh, from Ebb and Flow Cornwall. She's a local artist, so go check her out. Um, I'm also very excited to be here at the Cornwall Channel. Uh, the guys here are producing the show for me. The setup is amazing, and I'm so, so happy to be here. But I'm even more excited to introduce my first ever guest. Um this lady doesn't actually need much of an introduction. She's pretty legendary herself, uh, particularly in the Southwest. Um, she um, She's inspiring. She's intriguing. She's just a lovely, kind lady and probably one of the most kindest that I've met yet to meet, should I say. Um, so it's great pleasure for me to introduce the lovely, lovely Cindy Wilcox. So hello, Cindy. How are you? Wow, what an introduction. I'm blown away. Thank you. That's all right, lovely. You're very welcome. Um, from the moment I met you, I knew that you were one of my kind of people. You know, you you everything you do is always with love and kindness. You fight people's corners with love and kindness. You 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 don't tend to show the anger that's inside you when people have riled you up. And actually, I think sometimes that's the best way, by killing people with kindness. And I just adore you, and I think everything that you're doing is amazing. So that's why I wanted you as my first guest. Um, so how's lockdown been treating you? How are you at the minute? What's happening? Well, it's been an interesting year for many people, hasn't it? Very um, I, Where do you start? I mean, who predicted this? <laughs> I know, crazy, eh? Crazy. Yeah, it's been um, it's been an interesting time, and I think um, you know, with it, it's brought some sadness, but I think it's also brought some opportunity for people to actually remember to be kind and uh, spread more love in the world. So I've seen seen lots of sadness, but I've also seen lots of positivity and and kind of goodness. Definitely. I agree. I think, uh, like you said, you know, there are lots of things that are going on that aren't great and not everybody's in the best situation. But there's, as you say, there's a lot of people out there like yourself who are still going about trying to make sure that the best of times are, are happening for, for everybody. And I know you do lots of special things like you go and help delivering food and always trying to find something that it can help others. Um, why why do you do that? What inspires you to do that, Cindy? Do you know, that's something I've been asked a lot. Um, you know, why do you do the things that you do? And I think, for me, it is with heart. You know, like you mentioned earlier on, spreading love and kindness is important to you and it's important to me as well. And I think everyone deserves an opportunity to live their best life. And I think sometimes people don't get that opportunity. So I like to be part of uh, solving problems and providing solutions to be able to kind of help people along their way I think you know I've I've got the three businesses and and like you say like the one that delivers food and essential items and things like that it's been for a change itself during Covid so I'll turn rich in the next generation it's a not-for-profit community interest company it's about social gain and that was the very first business I set up so kind of being a registered nurse 
I'd really enjoyed a senior career in the NHS. I'd worked for Virgin Care. I'd done lots of different things. I'd worked in the charity sector. And then I decided to do it for myself. And I knew much more about nursing and community work than I did about business. And that was five years ago. And I've been on a bit of a, um, they, I think they call it baptism by fire. <laughs> um, so I've learned a lot about business in the last five years. And I've learned how to balance being a registered nurse, using kindness, you know, supporting communities and business together to be able to have a powerful impact. And yeah, that's what I love to do. So it, I'm really motivated by kind of energising people to achieve their full potential. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, and I know you went over to Australia as well, didn't you, to try and do some good out there as well. I mean, this you're not just somebody that sits here and wants to sit still and carry on. You've always got something that you want to do and it's always about helping other people. And as I say, that's why, that's why I wanted you here. But I wanted you here mostly because you wrote a book um, and I want to know a little bit more about this book and what this, this whole model is that you live by and how it benefits you as a person but also professionally and how it can benefit other people yeah so um I did so writing a book was something that wasn't really on my agenda so believe it or not and um I think the thing about writing the book was more about the message that it contained so like I said to you um you know I've got I've got different businesses I do different things and when I was kind of like looking back on on life and thinking how did I get from being that person to this person doing these things and I looked back and thought about the kind of principles that had followed me through my own life and how I developed my own story and my own self and then how I interacted with other people and that's when I came up with love leadership as a model so love leadership is about conducting yourself as a leader of you and then of other people, because actually what I realised is that if I wanted to lead other people and empower other people, then I needed to lead myself in a different way first. So, you know, I kind of took those key principles that I've always used as a registered nurse, as a volunteer, as whatever I've been doing. And love leadership was based on love, because that's what's really important to me. It's about conducting yourself as a leader of you, but it's also an acronym which stands for Listen, Own, Voice and Empower. And what I believe is that those things can actually help people have happy, healthy lives and have their best life. And I started doing more of what I loved and less of what I didn't. And it, it's taken me on on a really amazing journey in business. Um, and I've not always I've not always thought about things in that way. You know, I have found myself in situations where they've been more challenging. And I think the thing is, when people see you and they feel inspired by you or they see that you're living your best life or they see that positive energy I think sometimes people forget that maybe you've had a bit of a journey yourself to get to that point probably like yourself you know you've mentioned yourself you know you love kindness you love you know doing good helping other people and I'm and I know that it's partly because you've got a story yourself that you've been on a journey and then you want to help other people through that and it's exactly the same for me so that's why I wrote the book because I wanted to get the message out there so Anyone that's ever written a book, unless it's, um, you know, one of the Harry Potter ones, then it's uh, it's not a big money spinner. It's no. more about the message that it contains in terms of helping people. So that's why, yeah. I think they're the most important type of books, though, to be honest, because um, I was saying to Shane before I came on that 
people keep sending me books to read because they know I like to read and I suppose that they know that I will talk about the books. But um, I think that the best books I ever read are the ones that are from people and it's from their heart and it's what they have experienced because that's what's helped me get through lots of things that have gone on, challenges that I've had. And actually, as I said in my intro, you know, I'm 45 soon and taken to get to this stage to feel confident to actually sit here and do a podcast. It's just, I, I, to be honest, I'm, I still can't believe I'm here doing it. But at the same time, I feel great and I'm happy and I'm kind of accepted that not everyone's going to like me or, or want to talk to me or listen. And that is okay. And that's all I've ever done all my life is wait, wanting people to like me and to, to want to talk to me and thinking that's what I needed to do. And actually all I had to do was look at myself in the mirror and be happy there. And I think that's the thing with you. You you obviously have established that yourself anyway. And with the, the model that you have with that book, you've then gone on to help lots of people. I've read the reviews of the book and all the comments from people. And, you know, how does that make you feel knowing you've written that and what you've done how it's impacted on other people um I, th- I think you know I feel very privileged to be in a position to help people and um just to pick up on what you were saying about kind of looking for reassurance from other people a lot of people look for that external validation to say like you're okay and there are a number of books that kind of try and address that and if it was that easy you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't have the yeah. business industry that we have around supporting people. But I think I I've actually realised that I'm I'm a bit like Mama. I always say this: you either love me or hate me. I love the lovers. I love the haters. It gives me an experience. I don't really mind, and I think that's important. Like stick into your. I mean, people call it tribe groups. However, you want to introduce it. But I think there will always be people that have an opinion and really what I say to people is it's not really any of your business <laughs> what other people think about you yeah you yeah. know don't what? don't put your focus there and you know that that's a, been a really kind of key development for me is like thinking well I am I am who I am and I like who I who I am and exactly same exactly. for you and one of the things that I do love is when you're on social media and your posts that you do sometimes people try to have a little bit of uh, an argument with you and <laughs> I think it's so cool to watch which might sound really weird but you don't argue back everything you do is with love and I it reminds me of myself because I did a big post about um, whether men should have networking events and if they'd like to have one and this post went on and on and on and and I, every time I was saying oh thank you for your comments and I was being kind and genuinely everything was you know I was, I was but some people took it the wrong way that I was trying to stir trouble and I was like no I'm just asking a question but you 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 obviously have a lot more experience in that than me and how do you stop yourself from totally losing it you know because sometimes some things people have done are pretty... I'm just thinking I don't always I'm just looking I'm just looking across the table there <laughs> well this this is the thing isn't it because you know I I always say that yeah I'm a kind nice person but yeah there is a Lisa that can be grumpy and miserable because I'm a human being but I'll always try to present myself in the best way that I feel on that day and if some days I feel like pants then I'm just going to be me. I'm not going to try and hide it anymore because I tried to do that for a long time. But when people are trying to goad you and trying to get you to react in a certain way, 
you seem to have this tendency to just be like I don't know just really happy like as if you can you crack on you carry on because I'm gonna fight my corner yeah and have you always been like that no <laughs> <laughs> and there are times where you know that I don't always keep my call cool. <laughs> so don't be de- don't be deceived don't be deceived <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna human go back. <laughs> I'm gonna go back and have a look now and see yeah no I think um I think what I respect the most is that people are entitled to their opinion. Yes. And I think that, you know, it's all about perception. And just because I perceive something doesn't mean to say that other people have to perceive the same. And, um, you know, one of the, one of the things, for instance, I'm, I'm a vegan. thought I'd get that in there. That's fine. My daughter laughs when I get the fact that I'm a vegan in anywhere. Um, but sometimes, like, the reason I mention it is because, like, sometimes you hear people that have got, like, really strong opinions about being a vegan. Yes. And so, like, maybe they won't date someone that's vegan or, or not vegan or maybe they won't have meat in their fridge or maybe they won't... I, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yes, like, I, get, there's, yeah, like, I get it. Yeah. It's almost like this kind of... Everyone's got to be the same, whereas I don't really think that. I love difference and I love... Yeah. I love an alternative view and I think I've been quite alternative myself and um, people sometimes describe me as kind of weird or quirky. I like to say unique, you know, I, I don't really care to be honest, but uh, you know, I think people, if you don't act in a kind of traditional way, then maybe people view you as kind of a little bit nuts, they might yeah. say, or a little bit, um, but it's it's like trying to get everybody to you know a lot of people try to coerce us into things and you know and tell us oh you should like this you should follow this you should do that and actually we should just do what we want to do and we are all different and I totally agree because you know I have conversations with people all the time I had one chap telling me that I shouldn't post something on LinkedIn because it wasn't professional so I said well delete me then <laughs> and then he messaged me and says no no I don't want to delete you because I really like you but it's not for that and I said but I'm me and I'm just showing up as I am and whether I'm on Facebook LinkedIn Instagram wherever you find me you're only going to find one version of me and actually he then went on to be really nice and kind but it was kind of like he wanted to try and put his point across that that's what I should be doing and it's like, no, I'm going to do what I want to do. And for the first time in my life, I'm doing what I want to do with everything, not just, you know, work and home. And I think that people like you and me, it's kind of like, that's just what we are, isn't it? We can't change it. It's inbuilt in us. It's not like we're trying to be something so that everyone likes us. And it's we're just being us. And I've had people say stuff like, you know, you're too nice. You can't possibly be that nice. And I'm like, well, I am. I mean, if you annoy me and you're rude to me and you're horrible, then you might see me shout back and fight my corner. But I'm never going to be horrible. I'm never going to tell you what opinion you should have. And likewise, and like you said, that's the thing, isn't it? There's so much coercion trying to get you to to listen and do and whatever. And it's like, I ain't got time for that. It's interesting, isn't it? Because while, while you were talking, I was listening then and I was thinking about the coronavirus and how many experts we've got in the world that know how to deal with the coronavirus and yeah. and how many experts in the world know what it's like to be Boris Johnson or the government or Chris Whitty. I love Chris Whitty. <laughs> or um, I actually do. I actually love Chris Whitty. Oh, bless. <laughs> to, to be fair, I, I do. I, I often look and I think, I really 
I, you know, I couldn't do their jobs. I really couldn't do their jobs. <laughs> it's difficult, isn't it? So, like, we've, I guess what we've, we've all got our opinions and we've all got our way of thinking about things. And I think, I don't actually think that anyone's right or wrong. I don't really see things as a right or wrong way of being. I just can't, it just is. Yeah. And I think that really helps me trying to unpick some things. You know, I've had lots of experiences where people haven't been very kind to me, um, where they've, you know, maybe they felt a bit of envy or a bit of jealousy or um, not enjoyed what I've done or, you know, don't agree with the fact that maybe I've said the unpopular thing or... And I think I've had to learn through those experiences to actually bounce back from them. I've had to learn resilience and I've had time where, you know, I've been I've, I've been physically sick where where I've been treated in ways that are just not healthy. And I think that um, I never want to feel like that again. So I've developed, you know, coping skills, strategies that enable me to continue to be resilient. And I, you know, I, I've taught my daughter those. And yeah, yeah, that's what's really important to me. And, you know, our turn, the not for profit organization is it's called our turn enriching the next generation because that's what I believe in. Definitely. I believe in enriching the next generation and actually changing patterns. And just because you've experienced things in a family unit, it doesn't mean to say you have to go on to experience those things. And I think that's what's really important. So acceptance about the way things are and, and it just is. Because mm-hmm. actually for any one of us, there's only now this moment. What's gone has gone and what, you know what's about to come isn't promised so exactly unless you're enjoying this moment right now like we are <laughs> exactly exactly I, I love it and and it, it's very true what you said there about the whole reason why I wanted to do the love always Lisa thing was because I look at my daughters who are 18 and, and nearly 24 and I, they are quite lucky because they've heard me so often say about the fact that I'm happy with who I am but it's taken me till this age and I want you to understand, enjoy your 20s and your 30s because you are still going to be the good person that you are when you're older that you were then. You just got to understand that, you know, a lot of the things that will necessarily play on your mind or upset you are not going to be the things that you worry about when you get a bit older. And you could have wasted so much time thinking about all that. And I just want other people to understand that by being loving and that can be in many forms it doesn't necessarily mean like loving your husband or your wife or anything like just basically being loving and kind and authentic because for me the moment I've changed with all of that that's when my life's changed when I looked in the mirror and thought you know what Lisa you are good enough you were always good enough and for me obviously doing the beyond the yellow brick road stuff with my husband's mental health and going through that journey and you've listened to me many times crying in a in a in a right state because I didn't know what I was going to do. But now I've taken control of my life and it's not about him. It's not about my kids. It's not about you guys. It's about me now learning who I am, but now giving back the opportunity for others to learn as well by listening to other people who, to me, are very influential, like yourself, because you 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 live by this now. This is your life. You, If anybody asks about Cindy or mentions Cindy, they all say the same thing legendary awesome beautiful friendly kind I've never had anybody say you're weird ever and, <laughs> and as far I can as point I'm, you in the right direction <laughs> well this is the thing so yesterday I had a conversation with somebody else we did a, a clubhouse chat and we were talking about um somebody on there was particularly upset because they were in a, a very vulnerable position and not being treated very kindly and 
you know, sat there and I'm thinking, oh gosh, this is this is a bit difficult because I don't want to say the wrong thing. But then I just thought, don't don't try not to worry about what those people are saying to you because I guarantee to you, they already have something much bigger going on and they're just using you as a scapegoat to put onto you because they see you being a little bit vulnerable and a little bit, you know, I suppose maybe not conforming to the rules because you're not a sheep at the end of the day and people like us are not sheep and this lady isn't a sheep and you know she came off afterwards and she messaged me and she said it was so good just to have a chat and you made me feel better and I just think if we can just do things like that to help people just by having a conversation because that's all it is it's just chatting and being friendly and kind and I think with you what you've been doing you you've got kindness tenfold like for for many reasons you know it goes on and on and on and I I can't thank you enough and I know I keep saying it but um you genuinely have inspired me Cindy and um, I'm trying to not cry here because I remember when I first met you and um and I looked up to you because I thought I would love to be that kind of lady and for me now to be feeling like I'm getting to where you are I genuinely 100% just want to thank you from me, not from anyone else, but from me. Oh, um, I'm going to cry. <laughs> We're both welling up here. Well, to be fair, when I came to see Shane and he did my recording, I was crying then because I'm just like a mess, but not in a bad way because I'm happy. It's happy tears because, you know, there's lots of people out there doing podcasts and talking about stuff and I don't want to be rich or famous. I don't want to be any of that. I just want people to know, first and foremost, that they can do and be whatever they want because I'm going to be. And also I want other people like you to come and tell your story to then continue to inspire others. And, you know, that's what it's all about for me. So thank you. It's amazing. Like, I I do feel really emotional. You can see, like, (laughs) you can see my eyes are wet. (laughs) Bless you. um, You know, and I think... I was watching I was watching you as your jingle was being played and um I could see I could see how proud you were of that and um I think sometimes when people feel good about something they've achieved then there's a little bit that says oh you can't feel good you can't feel amazing yeah. you can't feel like you've made it but you can yeah and I think like everything that you've been striving for is been about finding happiness yeah and you know sharing happiness so you know I'm really proud of you for doing what you want and and oh, actually you. you know sharing your podcast is great that's why I agreed to come on <laughs> you know that's why well I, I'm I'm thrilled that you're here absolutely thrilled um so the last thing I want to ask you really is what's next for Cindy what's happening I mean your 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 good other half is here he's he he's been very quiet and watching attentively but um you know, I did see a little article a couple of weeks ago about something that you've done together. And again, it's a kind thing. It's I'm, I mean, I know you're doing it. Obviously, it's a business and stuff, but the reasons behind it. So what are you doing? Yeah. So um, it seems really weird because like now when I introduce myself, I'm like, oh, I'm a serial entrepreneur because I am. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> I used to be like, oh, I'm a nurse and I just love people, <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is still yes. true. Um, but yeah, we've got the three businesses. So um, our turn and rich next generation is obviously the not for profit. It's uh, what I did all my learning on, I think, in terms of business, and then realised that you couldn't do everything for free. That wasn't really a good business model that continued. <laughs> um, and then kind of set up the nursing agency, which came out of the work from the CIC actually. So for a number of years now, I've been going into care homes and 
care homes that have kind of not met their inspection criteria so they've been inadequate or you know requires improvement or they've been threatened with closure and the thing that inspired me about doing that work was it was people's homes and I didn't want people to be moved from their homes so I started helping the people that ran these businesses to actually improve their businesses to the point where they could reach outstanding and did reach outstanding and uh, I remember getting a call a, a message in when I was in Australia that a care home that had, had five inadequates which is you know the lowest rating that you can get actually had got an outstanding for care and I just remember feeling like so emotional that I'd led the plan and the team to actually achieve that um so that was amazing and then you know the third business is um a care home a residential care home which we've been there four weeks now and um I'm looking at Andy across the table because uh, Andy's background isn't in health or social care. So uh, <laughs> I'm guessing he's having a bit of a baptism by fire. And um, there's lots, lots of things to to learn in terms of looking after people and giving yeah. them the best lives. And it's just amazing. I love it. So we've got, yeah, we've got the kind of nursing agency, the care home and the not-for-profit. And I think for me now, juggling all of that, is uh is interesting (laughs) so so yeah it's uh yeah it's kind of it feels really good to be helping people kind of all of all ages kind of at the end of their lives now and um, helping people that can no longer stay in in their own home but providing them with a place that feels good enough to be their home yeah definitely and and I think that again it's just it's just you and obviously Andy as well now um I, you know when I saw that article it just made me smile because I just thought this is just Cindy all over yeah she's bought a care home because yeah. why wouldn't you buy a care home and actually like you say it's 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 helping a lot of people and especially now because of Covid and trying to run run it with that as well and try and keep people alive and well and safe and all the rest of it um yeah that's been I mean that's that's been challenging for people in care homes it's been challenging for everyone Covid but I think for people living in care homes I think it's been you know from the mental health side of things it's been very distressing for some people and you know we're about to turn a corner so on the 8th of March from the first for the first time people can hold hands exactly exactly <laughs> and and I'm I'm just looking forward forward to the hugs I'm a hugger and um I miss that I miss that very very much I mean I can hug my husband and my daughters and stuff like that but I don't see my son or my grandkids I don't see my mom or my dad and and also friends as well and just strangers because I'm notorious for hugging you are a hugger I'm a hugger too we're huggers aren't we it's funny because Andy on the way down was saying that that's one of the um delights about Covid is that he didn't have to hug anyone (laughs) (laughs) I like it and there are several people that are like that I always remember going to a networking event and uh hugging a man for him to then put his arms up and say I don't do hugs well I was committed by then so I carried on (laughs) and actually he looked at me and he just well because it's you it's okay he says but you know I don't even hug my wife and I was like (laughs) okay well noted I won't touch you again in the future (laughs) too late Uh, well anyway Cindy um thank you um for for just being you I hope you continue to be you forever and ever and ever um it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you and listen to your story um anyone wanting to check out cindy um and her book 
um, head over to my website www.lovealwayslisa.co.uk that sounds hilarious that I'm saying that um, and if you look under the about section and meet our guest then you'll find links to all of Cindy's socials and also a link to buy the book which I highly recommend um, if you're interested in finding out about love leadership and uh, and why you should draw a heart around it so um, that's it episode one over amazing so uh thank you again lovely thank you shane and thank you andy for listening patiently um i hope you've all enjoyed listening and we'll be back next month with my other guest amy lane who is from north carolina um so all that's left to say is love always lisa hi my lovelies i'm lisa bailey brown aka lbb i'm a wife a mom and a gran and my passion is people. I love them. By being kind, loving, honest and genuine, it's allowed me to help whoever I can, however I can. I'm bringing to you, the listener, an abundance of love, laughter and real talk. I've always felt that I had a purpose, but it's taken me till almost 45 to realise it. I am enough and I am capable. So now I want other amazing humans of all walks of life to come forward to share their stories because it's not about me anymore. It's about giving others, just like I used to be, the chance to open up and share and feel enough. There is only love from here on in, so if you don't want to hear about how the simple things in life and being yourself can help you to grow and have a more fulfilling life, that's fine. But for those of you that are intrigued, I look forward to bringing amazing guests from all over the world to share their stories with you. Thank you for listening. Love always, Lisa.